I don't know who needs to hear this, but... Sydney is in the capital, Australia. Wait, is it really not? It's not. Oh, what is? Canberra. I've never heard of that. I don't believe you. I don't think that's real. <laughs> okay, so I do know who needs to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to go to Australia and investigate. That's what I think. Yes. Uh, the Australians. Yes. Good eye, mate. Let's go ride a kangaroo and get us some emus. Wow. Way to stereotype. I do. Uh, crikey. You know. Classic. I was I was thinking I could do a commercial as uh, as the late... Steve Irwin for uh, for an Mercury Theater podcast episode, but that sounds like fun. But yeah, so uh, nice. So yeah, Sydney isn't the capital. That's can you name two other Australian cities? Oh, can you name any states in Australia? Yes. Do they have states? I think there are four of them. There's like Western Australia. <laughs> that is, I think. There's Northern territory. Australia. No, There's... I really think Western <laughs> Australia is like actually a thing. Um. <laughs> There is the Outback. <laughs> yes, the Outback is that side of is is one state, uh, and then there's the the bush. So you go to the bush. Uh, I feel like these are just like uh, landscapes. What's the word I'm looking for? It's like Queensland environments. Uh, what is it? Yeah. I don't even know what you're talking about anymore. Like the um, Sahara and like the or Savannah and the like jungle. They're like the the Savannah in Australia. A, well, no, I'm not saying the Savannah is in Australia, but they're like a t- somebody is screaming in their microphone or their uh, their speaker right now. Yes, but the, it's uh, like a, the let's uh, talk this guys are. Call. Um. Anyways, it'll come to me later. Uh, hello, I'm Heidi, and immediately in front of me is John. You're at the set, and we are the Badgers. Johnny just laughs at me. <laughs> so harsh. I mean, I just failed him once. Okay, that is ghetto boffing. <laughs> I know I'm gonna get fired. <laughs> I did. I did. I learned about the Supreme Court today. <laughs> Only most of you guys are going to recognize this. Documents! On a piece of paper. Hey, John, it's good to see you again. Hey, it is so good to see you from behind the curtain. It's been a hot minute. Hello! (laughs) Uh, It's been a hot minute because I went and hung out with my family this week. Oh, shit, that's where you've been. I know, surprise! I was like... I feel like I'm missing something. It's been a couple of days. I didn't even have to feed a whole other person while <laughs> you were gone. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I uh, I got to go home um, for the first time in over a year, which was awesome. Got to go hang out with all my Utah family. I got a lot of sibling time in. Um, my mom was kind of laughing at me because my brother picked me up from the airport and we met up with my sister. And we went out and had like a whole siblings day out. My brother took us up in his plane because he's a pilot now, which was super cool. Um, yeah. And we went out for dinner and we you just... took a really pretty picture, few yeah. pictures up there. Yeah, I'll have to post it on our Twitter. Um, but yeah, so I just, you know, it was really fun. We had like siblings day out and I texted my mom just to let her know like, hey, siblings day out is running pretty late. And she was like, your brother is sitting right next to me. And I was like... The single siblings, the single siblings. She's like, you're married. And I was like, but I left him at home. So I'm like running around like a crazy person. (laughs) Yeah. 
So that was a lot of fun. But you were pretty productive while I was gone. So productive. What were you productive doing? <sighs> what wasn't I doing? That's the real question. <laughs> I uh, I didn't take the garbage out on Friday. Gross. So the garbage is now going to be extra stinky? No, it's the same garbage that uh, I took. I took that garbage out on Saturday. So it wouldn't, there was nothing to take out to the the uh, the front because okay. somebody wasn't here to make all Are the garbage. Are you saying that I make all the garbage in our household? <laughs> you make all the garbage. <laughs> wow. You make half of it. And we only put out essentially a bag of trash a, a week. That's so. true. That is very true. Yeah. Um, but no, we've been uh, been recording for Universe 25. It is now officially un- in production. Oh my and goodness. It is so much fun. It is. I this one you're doing in person, so everybody has to come here and record as opposed to Mercury Theater where you do it all virtually. Right. And everybody seems to be, I don't, I don't want to say this, but it's true. Um, I feel like people are more excited about this project than Mercury Theater podcast actors have been, which they've been excited about the projects. But I feel like with this one, it's more so because they're more invested in their characters. And well, because they get to develop was, the whole arc. It's not just a 20-minute episode. They get a really yes. big in. And- right. So I think I think it was Benjamin Franklin who said something along the lines of oh, the Benjamin Franklin effect. That's what it's called. Where somebody does a favor for you and they feel – like they're closer to you because right. that's they always had the to way to that. make somebody feel indebted to you or closer to you is to ask them for a favor. Yes, which is weird because it's kind of counterintuitive. If you want somebody to like you more, apparently have them do you a favor. But yeah, so with this, there are there are professional actors we have on the on the roster with this. Like Maximilian Koger, for instance, he is a professional actor and he is phenomenal. He's a riot. He is. <laughs> he is so much fun. Uh. And he is. Yeah. So f- having people I know are professionals, it's it's one thing to have an actor in studio and it's another thing to listen to them and be like, oh, shit. That person is actually really good. Yeah. Like, like we did the audition specifically so that I'd be able to get an idea of who they were as an actor. And unfortunately, he's going to be gone after like a month or so. I he's, know. Yeah, the whole COVID thing. Makes so me very sad. I might have to kill his character off in the uh, next season. You should have swapped him and Nicholas. Uh, so I, I thought about that, but I, I wanted people. Again. Maximilian is a phenomenal actor and I wanted people to be invested in that character. And I was willing to say, okay, I might lose the actor, but the character needs to be able to, to be able to carry that story. Right. Mm -hmm. So, well, I think that Danny does a really good job. Yeah. I think he's very impressive as Nicholas. He definitely sounds more like Nicholas than he would Aries. Yeah. What a shame. What What a shame. Just just for practical purposes, you should have just switched their character. (laughs) For practical purposes, it makes sense. But after after the last recording, Maximilian said, 
No, I I like floated the idea of killing his character off in the second season. And he's like, no, you better not. (laughs) And I'm like, hell yeah. That means that he wants to do it again. And he's like, I will make it happen. I have friends down here. I will like come visit and just tell them, hey, I'm coming over. I'm going to do a recording. So watch out. (laughs) Love it. So, yeah. Pretty stoked about that. And then we have the rap party coming up yes. at the end of this month. We got to celebrate. Yes. So, awesome. you know, uh, Mardi Gras is right around the corner. And the house is all decorated for Mardi Gras as per every year because uh, yes. I mean, Mardi Gras is amazing. It's so colorful. Hey, I love it. Yep. Uh, so we have beads everywhere. And we're going to make sure that all of the actors have an opportunity to earn beads. <laughs> Uh, no, awkward. Damn it. No. Damn it. All clothes stay on at our parties. Damn it. <laughs> except, except for, I feel like, I feel like Danny would totally win the most beads. <laughs> <laughs> Just because he wouldn't be afraid to show it off. Uh, yeah, I feel oh, like God. he's, he's like yeah, all over it. Um, but. He was really into me taking pictures. So. <laughs> Doing all the thumbs up and he everything. He was very excited, yeah. Very excited about that. Yeah. Uh, you took some beautiful pictures, by the way. Thank you. So I am excited to. Oh shit! I'm now realizing that we're totally giving actors names away. So they are still under an NDA. Oh no! I know. Our four listeners, don't tell anybody. <laughs> All four of you. Just gonna start. Um, I'm gonna like put a beep in for everybody's names. Yes, just for fun. Yes. <laughs> So, yeah, but but then on the 20th, their NDAs expire, and then they will be able to blast it from the rooftops, which I have encouraged them to do the so. The 20th of this month? Of this month, yeah. Oh, huh. I wanted to wait until after they got the acting done. Everything was recorded. That makes sense. And that way, I didn't have people saying, hey, I'm part of this project. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm actually going to cut their character. <laughs> so, yeah. No, it's been, it was fun. To, I mean, I only was here for one day of recording, but it, I enjoyed taking the pictures and like your actors all seemed to really enjoy it and be yeah. into it. So that was cool. Yeah. On Sunday, they'll, a couple of them are going to come back. Um, and then I'll have pickups to do after that. Um, we'll actually be doing some merch giveaway. Like, like um, I say merch, maybe merch. Um, some, some raffle stuff eventually. So I want to get posters and have the voice actors sign, autograph those. And we have the original scripts that they have actually read and they've put notes. Maximilian will put in a bunch of notes into the scripts. And I'm like, how the hell did he have the time to write all of those (laughs) notes in there? But it is fun to read the, the notes that he puts in there. And yeah, so I want to give away that stuff and kind of as a, as a, a way to get people to promote the show mm-hmm. and get something in return. That's very, so you're original. pretty confident you're going to have like a strong enough following that they're going to want posters and scripts and stuff. I think that worst case scenario, it's like a year down the road before they, they actually get it, you know? I don't know. I haven't haven't thought it all out, but I've wanted to make sure that I got my voice actors an opportunity to autograph stuff before it actually did that. But I definitely see Universe 25 as being more successful potentially than Mercury Theater Podcast. 
partially because it is something that it is episodic. So you can listen it like it, it's a series. You listen mm-hmm. to episode one, two, three, four. Whereas with Mercury Theater Podcast, you can show up at any point and just kind of like drop off the map and you're not as invested in it, mm-hmm. but with the character development and everything of universe 25 and you know, all the statements that it potentially makes from you know different angles, I think that it, uh, it has more potential. It's, nice. it's hard to, it's hard to, to advertise Mercury theater podcast because it's like, so movie audio movies, right? Right. So you listen to the movie and, it's every episode is entirely different. So this episode, it might be pirates and that episode, it might be space people. And, and so it becomes very long winded. And at the end of it, it's like, do I really want to download this podcast? But with, I mean, and there is the potential that somebody's going to listen to one that they just don't like. Mm-hmm. And if they're not going to, if they, if that's their first introduction to it, the likelihood of them listening to another episode is very slim. But with Universe 25, I expect because you listen to it one, two, three, four, and five. Like, if you like episode one, you're inclined to listen to episode two. So. Nice. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. It It's so, it is so much fun. I <laughs> geek out about this stuff. And when I talk to people, I'm like, you have to like calm this down because I don't want to. I don't want to look like a nutso because <laughs> I'm not nuts. Yeah. I'm not nuts. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> oh, my God. What's the most delicious thing you've ever eaten? The mo- That's a random question. Um, um, I don't really know. I mean, I guess I've, you know, we did have, um, hmm, I don't know. It's so hard to decide because it's like everything has its own flavor, you know, like is it the most delicious chocolate thing I've ever eaten? Is it the most delicious like meal I've ever eaten? Is it the most delicious dessert I've ever, you know, like just, just it's very difficult. I've had a lot of good food in my life. Yes. But um, sense. speaking of food, yeah. uh, I went shopping today for Valentine's Day candy. You did. It's a day late, isn't I it? I know. Weren't you supposed to do this yesterday? Yes, but yesterday I got off work late and then I wanted to come home to see you and then I had my class and it just wasn't going to work out for me to go shopping, but I figured they would probably still have leftover candy even two days after Valentine's. Ugh. Also, and I've they heard have that candies? you should not do your shopping the day after Valentine's because that's National Side Chick Day, so they don't actually drop the prices. Wait. What? Yeah. So for guys who like want to buy flowers, so I don't think it applies as much to candy. I'm sure candy still is cheap. But yeah, um, florists and stuff will keep their prices high the week after Valentine's Day because it's like the guys, either like guys who forgot or guys who are sending it to women who are not their wives. Um, Yeah. So, well, damn it! I need to give my yeah, side get your chick side chick some, something. You're some a day stuff. late already. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, surprise. Uh, yeah, but no, I went and got candy today, and I got quite the haul. I got probably like twenty dollars worth of candy, but it's actually like fifty dollars worth of candy that I got for twenty bucks. So it's pretty happy. We are now stocked up until Easter. Huh. Yeah, that's you're really stuck on side chicks. I'm really you? stuck on the side chick thing. <laughs> 
Is that yeah. that a real thing? Yeah. According to where? Well, are you I don't know if it's like real. I I heard it on the radio. Okay. Yeah. Because the thirteenth is Valentine's Day when like girls are like, ah, I got my girls, right? Right. And then the day after Valentine's Day is like side chicks and mistress day. Okay, you wanna know something really geeky about me whenever I hear about Valentine's Day? Uh-huh. I think I think about Galantines. Like the shit oh, you don't know this. Okay, so you remember the class guard Maget in culinary? I didn't school? take it, but I remember they had okay. it. You remember what all came from there? Yeah, nasty stuff. Nasty stuff. Nasty like, stuff. Like nasty and like shitty. Ugh, yeah, it's where they made like duck liver mousse and salmon so mousse and galantines. Mousse should not be savory. Galantines are those jello things that were made out of metal, uh, out of uh, metal, <laughs> made out of um, meat, the meat oh, jello stuff. What's those the are... other word for those? Aspics. Aspics, yes. Aspics, yes. Okay. Yes. So, uh, Gross. Gross. Thank goodness the trend of the 50s with the gelato molds is over. So when somebody says Galentine's Day, I'm like, like, (laughs) Galentine? Ew. (laughs) Nasty. They were not delicious. It's like, you would think, yeah, that that jello consistency mixed with, it's just cold. That's my issue with so much of it, I feel like, is that it's all cold and it's just not... It's not food that's supposed to be served cold, I feel like. No. Yeah. And, not great. And the jello. Okay, so I'm not generally a fan of jello. For those who don't know what garmage is, it's basically like cold kitchen. It's yeah. It's yeah. like the definition of that. So your sandwiches generally come out of the garmage. Yeah, but, and salads and things yeah. like that. But if you're in the class for it, you're going to make galantines and greens and now they'll make I made sausage in there too, like to an extent. Oh, hmm. Okay. Oh, no, it wasn't sausage. We made stuff that we could extrude. <laughs> if you have to extrude something, I don't feel like that's going to be delicious. You don't and don't come at me because I know like pasta gets extruded, but like, no. I do not want to. <laughs> I don't want my food to be extruded. That sounds gross. Oh, my yeah. gosh. All right. I have a question for you. I have an answer for you. If you propose to a girl, is oh, it better? I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> You've already, already done it twice. <laughs> I've already done it. Ooh, actually, that's a really good que- good question that you definitely did not ask. How many times have I proposed to somebody? <laughs> I mean, there are unofficial times. Have you proposed times. more than twice? What? Have you proposed more than twice? So, who else have you proposed to? <laughs> information uh, i should have had before this moment in time so there was the chick last week no um <laughs> no actually unofficially like the not having the ring and everything huh anyway what was your question <laughs> all right so if you were to propose to somebody <laughs> is it better for them to say no and then yes or yes and then no that's a really stupid question. Why? Why? Okay. I'm... Okay. I have a definite answer for that. But I'm interested... Because okay, so, you were asking the question, I'm interested in what your take is. So my thought is, if a girl... If you go through the effort of proposing, I feel like you should always... The girl should say yes. Because... What? In my opinion... 
people get engaged all the time. Like, you get engaged, people call it off all the time. Like, the weddings get called off a lot. Or people get engaged and they just never get married. Or people get engaged and they just, like, don't get married for, like, three years. So I feel like if the girl says yes, like, to whatever effort the guy went to put into it, um, you know, like, she says yes and then she thinks about it and then she's like, actually, I think we should break up. Like, that happens to people all the time. But if you put in all this effort and you propose to a girl and she says no, you're crushed. You guys are basically, like, either broken up right then or you're, like, awkward and breaking up later. And especially if you did it in front of other people, then it's even more awkward because everyone's like, dude, I feel so bad for you. And then she comes to you later and it's like, actually, yes, I would like to marry you. And then it's like, are you marrying me because you feel bad? Are you marrying me because you actually want to? Like, I just feel like that is so much more awkward than breaking off your engagement. Also... I'm of the opinion that I don't think a proposal should be a surprise. I like I think that the act, act of proposing should be a surprise, but I don't think that a girl should be caught off guard that you propose to her. Like I feel like you should have discussed like marriage that should already be on the table. You should already know you're getting married, have discussed like the what, you know, things like that. Like I Universe just, 25 episode 7. <laughs> I just am always like blown away by these girls who are like, I had no idea he was going to propose and I was caught so off guard and I just didn't know what to say. And I'm like, why is he proposing if you guys haven't already discussed this? Like you guys should have already reached the point where you're like, we're getting married. I'm just waiting on his proposal. Like, yeah. So anyways, do you feel like it's more awkward for a girl to say no and then change her mind to yes or for a girl to say yes and then change her mind to no? more awkward or yeah. better i guess the question would be more like, awkward wh- like which one which okay. one is more or less awkward i would say it's less awkward to say yes than no that's less awkward mm-hmm. but as far as like which one's better i would say that it makes it the better choice is to say no and then yes than it is to say yes then no because in the end you end up married? No. Because I think that you you said something that's very troubling to me, <laughs> okay. which is that you think that girls should say yeah. Oh. I mean, I'm not and we're that, like, li- we're living in like what, the 1900s or something that we're saying girls are saying no <laughs> and yes. We that's should true. be living in the I do in the a statistic now. that like 47% of women feel like they don't need to wait for the man to propose to them. That if they want to get married, they'll propose to the man. But I'm not saying that like a girl should always inevitably always be like, yes, I want to marry you. Like no matter what, that's just my automatic answer. But like. But that's what you said though, right? I mean, I kind of feel like if you're caught off guard, if you're surprised, especially like if it's alone, if you're by yourself, say no. Like, that's fine. But if you're in front of friends and family and everybody, I feel like it's easier to say yes. And then everybody can be excited and you can be like, can we talk about this? Like, outside? As opposed to being like, no. And now everybody in the room is like, so is this party over now? Like, should we just all go home? So here's the thing about a proposal. The guy realizes... uh, we're. Please forgive my my <laughs> the proposer my ancient the the proposer the proposer knows that there is the potential of there being a no. Why would you propose if you thought there was going to be a no? 
Like I, I said, you should have Heidi, already discussed it. Heidi, we weren't even together in talking the first time I proposed to you. That's true. <laughs> I guess that's fair. I knew damn well that the answer was quite probably no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. I can see it in that scenario. But then again, now I'm realizing that you just said yes because it's your duty as yeah. the proposing. Why do you think we broke up later? <laughs> I did the yes, then no route. (laughs) (laughs) Let's have more that way. It is. is. And then I did the no and yes route. It worked out really well for me. I tried them both. So I can say from experience. (laughs) I can say from experience that it just, it is the better route to say no, then yes. I just feel like that would just cause such a rift in our relationship that I just don't think we would be able to come back from. Bullshit. We've least, come, a, come back from a lot. Yeah. I think that that would be, like, not even something we remember. Yeah. I don't know. I think that if I were proposing to somebody and I propose, well, like, one, you should not propose to them unless they're going to say yes. Like, if you're if you're broken up or something like that, like, our first ex- were extenuating circumstances. But, like, it just feels like one of those things that she shouldn't be caught off guard that you're asking her to marry you. Like, you guys should have discussed it. Marriage is not something you're just like, surprise! let's get married and like you and i had discussed getting married before you proposed like before you woke up before you proposed so like you knew that we i wanted to get married i i definitely yeah so i would say if i was to be young talking to young john (laughs) and talking about the the possibility of them getting married right Mm -hmm. i'd say don't do it (laughs) (laughs) And then I'd say, if you decide to do it, that there's, yeah, you have that discussion of marriage before you do it. Because you don't, like you said, want to take the person off guard and have them just totally taken aback. Like, what the fuck? No. Universe 25, episode 7. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I have a couple of Today in History. Do you want to hear those? (laughs) Today in History. All yes. right. Let, so, tell me, tell me what happened today in history, guys. I have not looked into this at all. Yes. So in 1801, Thomas Jefferson was elected as our third president. Here, are these all in order, or what are we doing today? I'm giving them to you in order. Thomas Jefferson wasn't president. Yes, he was. You're no. thinking of Benjamin Franklin. He had the Thomas Jefferson was president. Don't you remember? Haven't you watched Hamilton? He's resigned so he can run for president. He's stepping down so he can run for president. <laughs> You had to brush up on your Hamilton, man. I yes, that's where I get all of my history facts. Was yes, because it's very a factual. whole cast of black people <laughs> playing white slave owners. That's great. Yep, it's fantastic. yeah, very factual. Very <laughs> factual. Uh, it's definitely not fanfic of history at all. In 1820, the Missouri Compromise passed, which was uh, an attempt from the government to deal with slavery expanding to the Western territories. It prevented or, or what? The Missouri Compromise was passed, which did what? It, it was attempting to deal with slavery expanding to the Western territories, like how to handle slavery as the U.S. expanded because slavery was legal in the South and not in the North. And it kind of just became like a whole thing as they were like, as they expanded out and they were like, well, does Missouri get slaves or not? And like, does Ohio get slaves or not? Like, So did they pass allowing slavery or did they... I feel like you're asking me a lot of questions that I did not I feel like if you're going to be coming up with these facts that you should probably have something to back them up. I mean, I had some. (laughs) How come you're not looking this up? Why is this all falling on me? Like I said, this is completely news to me. 
All right, let me tell you what. I I had to come up with a, a stamp of approval. <laughs> yeah, what a rough day for you. Okay. <laughs> it's been a rough day. So from colonial days to the Civil War, slavery and Western expansion p- both played fundamental but inherently incompatible roles in the American Republic. As the nation expanded westward, Congress adopted relatively liberal procedures. Wow, you're going to ask me questions and you're not even going to listen. So the West <laughs> became the morning. first political battleground over slavery. <laughs> All right, you know what? Forget it. I'm moving on. Okay. So in pro slavery or anti slavery? I'm over you. That's the question. It it was like determined. It was kind of both. It was like which states so were going to be allowed to have slaves? Is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Which is why it's called the Missouri Compromise. I don't like you right now. All right. In 1904, Madame Butterfly premiered. Have you ever been to an opera? Have I been to an opera? We went to the the thing that definitely felt like it was an opera, operatic, the the soul thing. Oh yeah, the American the, spiritual ensemble. Yeah, that thing. That wasn't an opera. That was a it, that was a concert. Okay. They sang so, operatically, but that wasn't an opera. No, but kind of yes. No, not yes. It was not an opera at all. No, but kind there of yes. There was no storyline. There was definitely the like I like the, I said it was operatic singing. But it was not an opera. There was no storyline. They did not do that. <laughs> um, anyways, it's on my bucket list to go to an opera one day. I'd really like to go to the opera. Okay. In 1972, the VW Bug overtook the Model T as the best-selling car in the world. What the Isn't hell? Isn't that crazy? What? You're making really good radio right now. I am so... <laughs> what you're hearing is dumbfounded. <laughs> what? The Model T was not being sold in 1971. 1972. Right. So what I'm saying is it didn't overtake the Model T like right after. The Model T was the best-selling car in its time. But the 1972, it was more popular. That's what I'm going to take away from this. Not having done any research. Next. My guess Next. would be that it's um, that the Model T... The world car production record had been held for four decades by Ford Motor Company's iconic Model T. Um, and then the 15th millionth, 7,034th Volkswagen Beetle came off the assembly line, which made it the number one for car production. Right. So, yes. So, yes. It was not, the Model T was not currently outselling the Beetle, right. but I the w- Beetle ended up I making was, and selling I, more cars than the Model T I did. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> you know when the Volkswagen... Uh, began. Uh, began. No. You know that Hitler had like signed off on the on Volkswagen. No, that seems appropriate. Yeah, kind <laughs> of. Uh, kind of crazy when you think about it. Yeah. And then there's that whole uh, the Diesel Gate and everything that happened with. Yes. VW. Volkswagen. Yeah. Yeah. So in 1996, fun. the chess champion Gary Kasparov beat IBM's Deep Blue in a chess tournament, which the Deep Blue was a computer that played chess. Hence the IBM. Yes. Okay. Um, however, the next year he was defeated by Deep Blue. So uh, that did not hold for very long. Uh, also, it is currently the Olympics. Are you watching the Olympics at all? I have no idea. <laughs> of course, you didn't even know they were having the opening ceremonies. But in 1998, the U.S. women's hockey team won their first gold medal, which that's, is cool. That's probably the... F- I can imagine that being the first year that women's hockey was a thing in... 1998? You think so? You think hockey took that long to get into the Winter Games? Women's hockey. I really like watching hockey. I really wish there were more hockey teams around here. Something's just really fun about watching a bunch of guys beat up each other. What if they were women? I think that would still be fun. 
Yeah. Like, I just think it's so funny that it's like they get so enraged over like this little puck going in to the like net. It's just my fucking puck. Yeah, it just that needs to go in in your goal. It cracks me up. Yeah. I yeah. I think sports are kind of fun. Sports ball. Sports ball. But this is not a sports ball. No. Um, all right. Well, that's all I have for today in history. Should Neat. Move on to a stamp of approval. That's so cool, though. Yeah, lots of fun things. Um, yeah, let's jump to the stamp of approval. The Badger Stamp of Approval. What is yours today? Um, okay, so TikTok, if you're on TikTok, that Rachel Harper, you know the Sound of Music, right? The the movie Sound of Music. Uh-huh. Julia and Julie Andrews. I yep. always get Julia Roberts and Julie Andrews. How? They're it's not the even names. close to the same the, person. The, the oh names. My God. <laughs> I'm embarrassed for you. Yes, you should be. So there are some songs that 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 Rachel Harper will sing, but she does it in such a way that it sounds like Fraulein Maria is drunk. And it's just a whole lot of fun. <laughs> And then she, like, says stuff that is definitely not in the actual lyrics. Like, she just, like, goes off on a on a thing. Do, Re, Mi, that song is fun. It's just, it's it's a lot of fun. That Rachel Harper, check her out on uh, right. TikTok. I'll take what your about word you? for it. So, I am really into Gilmore Girls. Pretty sure I've stamp of approval of that before. Ugh. But that show is done by Amy Sherman Palladino. And I just found out that she did Bunheads. Almost the same group of people like went from Gilmore Girls and went to Bunheads, uh, which basically feels like Gilmore Girls 2.0 and it's only one season, but it's on Hulu and I highly recommend you watch it because it's got that same fast-paced, fun, very pop culture dialogue uh, and it's about this Everybody's like, older. So obviously the people age, right? Yeah. But watching that after having seen, like I'll walk in and see you watching Gilmore Girls and I can kind of figure out who characters are who characters are and but then i i see you watching this and i'm like holy shit she's not a kid anymore she's nobody a full-blown adult what like like that one woman who's the in gilmore girls she's like the editor of the school paper oh liza wheel yeah and then in this she's like an instructor for dancing or something is she is she a ballet instructor Um, but she's much older she's like probably in her Probably later 30s, maybe even 40s. Yeah, she might be the only one that you would recognize that had gotten older just because that's a transitional point of life. But anyways, highly recommend Bunheads. It's really good. It's about this washed up Vegas dancer. I guess she's not washed up. So she's a Vegas dancer. She gets married and ends up moving to this tiny town in Southern California and then has to like live with her mother-in-law and run this dance studio. And it's just, it's fantastic. It's fun. It's just a good time. And it's only one season. So... Highly recommend that. I just anything Amy Sherman Palladino does really is great. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is coming back on too, which is uh, is she affiliated with that? Yeah, she she writes that. You can always tell. That's um, way better. Well, it's because she can be really explicit. <laughs> that one's not so family friendly. Oh. Um, but yeah, you can kind of always tell when it's Amy Sherman Palladino because it just has that fast paced, very like pop culturey references and stuff like that, and it just it feels. I don't know. I think I really like her style because it feels very real life where like things are happening quickly and people are just like responding to stuff, which obviously there's is written. But like I feel like in real life, it's kind of that way where people are just responding and they're saying things and life's just moving along. So that's actually one of the things that as a writer, I like to like to put in Universe 25, 
there are a lot of interruptions that happen in Universe 25 because how many times do we have a conversation where one of us isn't interrupting it? the other at one point or another. No, it's true. And everyone always talks like right over each other. Or yeah. as soon as somebody finishes talking, they're like speaking in. Yes. And I feel like so many audio dramas, they just, and in movies, it's like, when is the last time that you let somebody go on some, some tangent without interrupting them? Mm-hmm. Like people don't generally do that. If they, if they see that somebody's rambling or they're just really like kicking this dead horse, They'll start talking over that person and then eventually take over. And then it just happens so naturally that they don't even realize that it's happening and that it's finished, that that already happened, because it is a part of of how conversation works. Unfortunately, I hate that, but some sometimes it just is required that somebody comes in and kind of takes over the conversation because otherwise it'll just like fizzle out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. So, so I highly recommend that. That's my green light is go watch Bunheads on Hulu because it's, it's very enjoyable. Cool. And uh, do you have our question for the week? Courtesy of Travis Brown's Poddex. Okay. So our question of the week is what was one thing you begged your parents for as a kid and they finally gave it to you. Call. I don't think there was. I mean, I don't recall anything specific. Really? Yeah. You had this entire episode to figure this out. And you, I know. I just. I don't. Just now. I don't know. There was nothing. I'm not the kind of person who's like, I need to have this thing, and I must have this thing, and I'm gonna like bother you. Like my sister one year for Christmas, she needed this straightener, and it was a very specific straightener, and it was like a two hundred dollars straightener. It was ridiculous. Jesus. And yeah, she didn't get it for Christmas, and she was wildly upset and she bothered my parents so much that my dad ended up just buying it for her because like she didn't want any of her other presents she didn't want anything that anybody had to give her she didn't want anything to do with anybody because she didn't get the straightener that she wanted the specific kind and yeah so like that's the kind of situation that i think of when i hear this question and i just can't think of anything that i did that was like that i've always been the type who's who if i need something i'll get it mm-hmm but as a kid, I was definitely more in, in a more vulnerable state. I didn't have that access to to buying stuff that I, I wanted, right? But I would have to say a divorce. <laughs> you wanted your parents to get a divorce so badly. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, most kids are the opposite, where they wish their parents weren't divorced They were still anymore. married when we got married. I know. I, I remember. Do you remember us ever having seen the two of them in the same place no. ever? No. No. I have met your dad a total of one time. <laughs> Maybe twice? No, I think it's just been once. You think? Okay, so there was Anne's wedding. Okay, so twice. Oh, okay. I was thinking the first summer that we were dating, I met him. And then I forgot that he came to Ant's wedding because he was such a non-part. Plus, he didn't walk around constantly telling me, I'm Ant's father. I'm Ant's father, like your mom did. (laughs) Call every 10 seconds. I am Ant's mother. Yeah, I know. You're my mother-in-law. I know who you are. Everybody hates you. Like, get out of here. (laughs) Call. She was so obnoxious. I'm her mother. No, duh. Like, I'm aware. She doesn't want any pictures with you. Get out of here. Like, I just, yeah. Yeah. So that's why I don't remember your dad being there because he didn't keep telling uh, me. I just didn't know who he was, you know. See, that's what you need to do. That's when I met your stepmother. That's when you met that's your stepmother. That's when I met my stepmother. <laughs> Call your family dynamic, man. It's so weird, but it's very uh, different from mine. But, yeah, they've 
they had been separated for all of my later childhood. And so, like, they already had a divorce. It just wasn't legal. But, yeah, like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I I don't usually ask for stuff. And it was only when I started podcasting, actually, that I got excited about different equipment and stuff that I could have. Mm-hmm. So like like game systems and stuff, they weren't they weren't my my jam. Like mm-hmm. stuff that guys normally want, I just didn't didn't pester people because I'm just I'm not that type of person. Yeah. I feel like for me it's like I mention it and then I'm like, "All right, like I did my job, you know that I want it now, so I don't need to like ask you 10,000 times to like throw a fit about it." So You got you got the uh the singing in the rain thing. <laughs> I did get I did get singing in the rain poster. Um yeah. Uh I I don't know. You don't you don't have anything else? I really don't have anything. Huh. I think that's all. I think that's all I've got. All right. Thank you for hanging out with us at the set. Don't yes, forget, please. Thank you. Don't forget to tweet us at the set pod on Twitter with your answer like or question. Probably. And maybe you'll hear your answer on the air next week. You could. Be sure to give our other podcast, Mercury Theater Podcast, a listen. And with check out their balls. website, mercurytheaterpodcast.com, for more information. With your fingertips. And we will talk to you next week. <laughs> Bye.